Welcome back to Truth Hurts. We expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. That's always, always coming for those lying corporate shills and the politicians that are bought and paid for by big interest and selling out on you, selling on you because they, they got this debt ceiling deal. It's crazy. It's terrible. It's awful for us. And we'll get into that today. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host. Joining me, as always, is the leader of the political junkie pack, William Beck. How you doing, William? Doing well, Jake. Wouldn't say I'm the leader, but I'm the only one here today. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on. I just give you guys shit all the time, you know? Who's the leader? I don't know. But I don't know. I wasn't going to call you straight-laced today because there's nothing about your outfit that's straight-laced. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's um, it's Hawaiian Tuesday. Sure, we'll so. go with that, huh? <laughs> Joining me as a guest is Mark Bashovsky. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure to be here, Jake. Host of the Truth Expedition Show, which you can catch on Rumble, which is awesome. He's got a lot of guests. Pretty cool show. I like it. So far, so good. And reading your comments at home, Bridget Williams. Bridget, how you doing? I'm surviving. If you can't hear me, just tell me and I'll try to yell. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know if uh, I want to do a show. I got a raspy voice. Like, Come on it. in. It doesn't matter. I know. She'll be reading your comments. Let us know where you're watching from and running the dials. It's not a monkey. It's not AI. It is Dawson, Mr. Deep State himself. Look at those eyes. Look at that guy getting <laughs> so jacked now, lifting weights. Doing 45-pound uh, dumbbells on the military press. Look at that guy. All right. Let's get into this right away. Um, you guys have heard about it. We're on the verge of catastrophe. Our economy is on the verge of catastrophe because we got this debt ceiling debate, and Biden, who said he wasn't going to negotiate, is now negotiating. It's happened over Memorial Day weekend. They always do this. And apparently there's a deal, a deal with Speaker McCarthy. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, William, wasn't this like the big part of the vote for McCarthy back in January? Right. Some uh, conservatives held out and they said, we're not voting for McCarthy unless he agrees to this, this and this. And one of the biggest ones was no debt ceiling increase. Um, and not only are they increasing the debt ceiling, but Democrats pretty much got everything that they wanted. And Republicans are bragging about the most the smallest of things here. It's like quarters of a percent cuts or whatever i don't know how many people in our audience because you know i think we're trying to i think we're doing actually a really good job of bringing people from maybe legacy media which includes fox news the guys that canned tucker carlson mm -hmm. and we're bringing them over to alternative media so i think if you're watching legacy media you're just not getting this perspective okay i think if you watch alternative media, you'll get some of this perspective but i think we'll do a better job diving into the numbers Deep State Dawson's going to hold me accountable if I get too technical because I really like the subject. And trust me, Mark and I, we've talked about this a lot. We could get real deep on this stuff. In yeah. fact, Mark, I think this is the end of this uh, segment will be why you should be prepping. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the economy is, is not not looking good. I mean, it depends on who you listen to. But, you know, the my in my news feed, it's, it's, it's doom and gloom, really. It really, whether they raise the debt ceiling or not, we're gonna something bad's gonna happen with this economy. The de-dollarization and uh, prepare for that. We don't know what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, just think about it. how healthy is the economy that this June fifth deal. Like, if we don't get this deal done, like the economy implodes. Like, that's not a healthy economy. Obviously, it's not a healthy economy. So what happens is, boy, this is so funny to talk about. So the government. This is how the government's finances work. They keep borrowing money because they don't have enough money of all the revenues that they bring in, which is less than five trillion dollars. It's like roughly four, four point seven trillion. 
they have over six trillion dollars in expenses so they got to borrow money but you know they also because they're borrowing money they're not paying down the debt they already had so they have to borrow money to keep this whole thing going right and so essentially uh there's some i don't know where this thing came from but some statutory requirement that the government can only take out so much debt and that keeps they keep kicking this can down the road they've been doing this for god i don't know at least at least since 2009 when i started paying attention to this stuff a lot and so here we are again they've hit that statutory amount and they got a couple like maneuvers accounting maneuvers but jenny allen says by june 5th we are going to default on the debt which basically means the people that are owed money on june 5th like they have a treasury bill or bond that's uh maturing that day won't get their full payment back because we'll default on it that's what we're really saying and that's including chinese people right chinese investors so that's what we're trying to stave off now let's pull up uh, dawson the uh deal that apparently mccarthy has uh agreed to and at the time of this what kind of ad is that on the right side jeez looks like we're uh, we got a target ad on the right huh <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to interrupt really quick because Tucker commented $10 for Memorial Day. Oh, he said, you, um, Memorial Day request, read the Wikipedia page of the 1st Minnesota Regiment, specifically their casualty rate in actions at Gettysburg, and compare their bravery to the cowardice of men today. Oh, fair, fair, fair point. I wish you didn't get rid of that ad there, by the way, Dawson. That was hilarious because isn't this just your cookie? So it's saying, like, you are you're like trying to get ripped. And so it's showing you like how to get ripped ads. Is that not what I was seeing on that? You would prefer for me to keep the naked men on screen? No, 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 no. I was just it saying. It was a ripped man, though. I mean, yeah, it was so. like. Yes. That's what the ad was for is how to get ripped ads, abs, right? Um, like, this is yeah. no joke. It probably He's, just hears you talking about it all the time. So it's like. Doo, doo, doo. Is that what's happening? It's hearing me? Probably. like talk? No, no, no. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't. I also don't know what this shirt on the left is i think that's like some sort of brand that i don't follow at all yet no it's it's not following me very well gotcha all right here's what's in the deal the deal raises the debt ceiling by roughly four trillion dollars for two years and is consistent with the structure of budget deals struck in 2015 2018 2019 which simultaneously simultaneously raised the debt limit now mind you the republicans are using budgetary tactics as part of their deal for something that's not necessarily the budget it kind of is because obviously if they keep um doing deficit spending right so they're actually not really budgeting well they're they're, they're failing at budgeting it's not zero based budgeting they're uh, overspending but technically they could come up with any deal in order to uh you know give i mean isn't this funny give democrats the win because the Democrats do not care at all about how much government debt there is. Think right. about that. The winners here are the Democrats. There is no fiscal sanity from the Democrats. Honestly, if you can solve your problems by printing money, why do we even have an IRS? We'll get into that later, right? So um, so essentially, this deal will raise the debt ceiling by $4 trillion. That's what's at stake here. According to a GOP one-pager on the deal, it includes a rollback of non-defense discretionary spending to fiscal year 2022 levels, which already was a blow to government, while capping top-line federal spending to 1% annual growth for six years. So what they're doing is they're freezing non-defense discretionary uh, spending. So here's the total federal budget. And so you got Social Security and Medicare over here. That's, that's non-discretionary. So that's out of the equation. 
So this is how much is left of the budget. Then they go non-defense. So then this is how much left is discretionary. And that's what they're going to, they're going to freeze at 2022 levels. And then they're going to go to 1%. Now this already is like a $1.5 trillion budget deficit. Let's go to, um, us debt clock pull up. You guys can do this at home. Go to usdebtclock.org. This is a great website. tool. So let me get this straight. And, and for the audience too. So they're raising the debt ceiling by 4 trillion. So yes. And so what was it previously? Well, I mean, it's what so it it's, says right here. It's 30, we're at 31.816 um, trillion dollars right now. You see it in the top so left. So they're going to raise that ceiling it, it really, basically by what does 4 any trillion. of it even mean and where who are they borrowing from the fed well we have a lot of creditors one it, the majority of creditors are actually domestic investors so, so the bonds and yeah like you buy a mutual fund i'm sure there's a portion that's buying u.s treasuries um there's a lot of internal um people buying it like if you're invested in uh uh like a government pension and stuff like that they're buying up the treasuries so they get a rate of return it's it's kind of a ponzi scheme when you think of it that way uh and then you got foreign investors and then one of the largest investors now is the federal reserve which doesn't have the five trillion dollars ten trillion dollars whatever their balance sheet is in u.s treasuries it's just they they create money out of thin air and then buy up the debt but does this increase in the debt ceiling mean they're going to have to print even more money to meet this a hundred percent. So yeah. unless you have a bunch of, so let's look at this. If you look at the top left, it says the total U.S. national debt, and this is what's great about usdebtclock.org. If you've never been here, you actually get to see the running totals as they're going. Right? They're using some algorithm to figure out, you know, because obviously the government's not showing you the the current amount. So this is an estimation, and just look. I mean, it's going up by tens of thousands per under a second. Tens of thousands per second in U.S. national debt. By the way, if you're a taxpayer, which pretty much everyone that watches this show is, uh, you owe a quarter of a million dollars. That's your current liability. That's crazy. Stop me if I get too much in the weeds here, because I know numbers just like people go in. Well, this stuff is just, it's extremely confusing. I mean, to your average person, this is, you know, and I think it's intentionally that way. Right. You know, they don't want people to understand what's really happening and what consequences truly are. Mark, put your mic up. I think you're going to... Are we losing some audio, Marks? Okay. Nothing, I was, I was nothing too important it. said there. but yeah. Just, <laughs> no, I think it's just, very is, I'm just trying to put myself from the perspective of the viewer. And I know most people, you know, if they're anything like me, this stuff is confusing. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I'm sure Jake, you know, and, and William yourself too probably dig into this a little bit more. And I don't follow national politics very much, so... Well, Jake's a bit of a numbers nerd, so it's a lot of the stuff he says goes over my head as well. So feel free to be teaching us a little bit something here as well as the audience. I mean, it really well, comes th- back. Thanks to- for the, thanks for allowing me to do that, William. <laughs> that was very kind of. Of course, you. I'll I'll allow it. Okay, this you'll time. allow it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of this just I can't help but just think what I, you know. What I'm thinking is the interest we pay to the Federal Reserve is equal to about what we pay in income taxes and it's just all fleecing us and this is just another way to fleece us of even more well that's my big issue is like this is actually real numbers in the end i mean some some of it's kind of phony like when the federal reserve just puts a zero on a balance sheet and then puts it in the account of the u.s treasury i mean it's not real money so are those real numbers i don't know if they're real numbers i guess technically the damage is already done they printed the money out thin air right 
but we actually do owe money to foreign investors and we owe money to our own people. So that is a real deal. So let's break it down. I, I think that's fair. I'm just going to use the federal numbers and let's break it down to like an individual perspective. If you look at the top left, the U.S. federal spending is $6.143 trillion. You see where it says that? It's right under the U.S. national debt. And then you got to go to the right in the green. It says U.S. federal tax revenues. That's 4.667. So basically, we take in $6.1 trillion and I'm sorry, we take in $4.7 trillion and we spend $6.1 trillion. All that really matters here is what is the budget deficit? How much are we overspending by? And that number is up in the top left. It says $1.476 trillion. Now, that's hard for us to understand. So let's put it this way. Let's imagine you got a job and you're making uh, $47,000 a year. Okay? You follow me? We have $4.7 trillion. So we'll just make it $47,000 salary. But you spend $61,000 a year, which means you're overspending by almost $15,000. The deal McCarthy is making right now is like saying, hey, instead of paying uh, or overspending by $15,000 next year, we're just going to freeze this at $15,000 overspending. Do you see the problem here? Mm-hmm. You're still adding more debt. And in this case, your credit card is already at $318,000. So you make make $47,000 a year. You're overspending by $15,000 a year. And your credit card debt is $318,000. It's quite a credit limit you have there. There you go. And McCarthy and Biden are like, hey, let's give him more credit card debt, right? Let's Hmm. let's increase his credit limit. Like, just imagine. (laughs) No credit card company in their right mind would increase your credit limit. In fact, you know what you're gonna what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna be getting a lot of calls from uh, some sketchy dudes who are like trying to collect the bill from you. And at this point, you don't have an active credit card because you have three hundred eighteen thousand dollars, and you keep adding more. You're not making the payments. Actually, in this case, what's happening? What's really happening is you're making your credit card payments by taking out more debt. So your new credit card debt is making your credit card payments. You actually can't do that. You know, you can't do that in consumer debt. But they can do it. It's federal government. And then in this case, they're also printing money. So like you're like taking, hey, I'm just going to go over to this printer and print some more money and pay it. So that's what's happening. And this is the deal that was made by MacArthur. Let's go back to that deal real quick. So obviously just freezing the spending, you're still going to be spending that $15,000 more a year than you're actually earning. After 2025 there are no budget caps, only non-enforceable appropriation targets. So basically, they can spend recklessly again. Defense spending would be in line with what Biden requests in his 2024 budget proposal, roughly $900 billion. So this is the greatest thing. It's like hmm. we're like we spend more on defense than like the next 20 countries put together, and we can't find a dime to be taken out of the defense budget and offense budget. I don't know why we just call it defense because we're playing a little offense too, and and. I don't know if this is the line item, but I think it's line item of all that Ukraine money that we're set, sending over there, right? That's probably getting wasted. By the way, the Pentagon, they can't account for trillions of dollars of money over the years. There's an audit, and they couldn't account for trillions of dollars. So well, and here's what Republicans really should be pushing for, to defund all the woke recruitment efforts that they're undergoing. Yeah, but see, William, that's the funny thing, and I agree with what you're saying, but mm-hmm. what is that? Like a, like using our own scenario, it's like a fraction of a penny. Yeah, like true. It's nothing. It's nothing. 
right? True. So they're not solving any of these things. But it's funny you say that because they always want to talk about it. F- deal fully funds medical care for veterans, including the Toxic Exposure Fund through the Bipartisan Pact Act, which not not that I'm necessarily against it. I'm just saying it's like, like well, wait, so doesn't opinions. that fund transgender surgeries then? Who has for it? A service I don't know. I can't. I, toxic Exposure Fund. That should be meaning like anti-woke stuff, right? Toxic exposure. <laughs> the agreement increases the age for which food stamp recipients must seek work to be eligible from 49 to 54, but also includes reforms to expand who is eligible. So we solved or we tweaked the uh, welfare program, but it's like, once again, fractions of pennies, clause backs, it says clause back tens of billions in unspent COVID-19 funds, cuts IRA. Okay, now this is the big one. Cuts IRS funding without nixing the full $80 billion approved last year. According to the GOP, the deal will nix the total fiscal year 23 staffing funding request for new IRS agents, but still allows them to continue hiring. And I think it was like of the $80 billion, only $2 billion maybe scaled back or under $2 billion. And that so, was supposed to be their big leverage tool, supposed right? Supposed to be. That's how McCarthy got in and said he was yeah. going to get rid of this big IRS, and, you know, armed IRS agents going to come bust in your house <laughs> if you don't give them every... 52 cents on the dollar essentially when it comes down to yeah it's that pisses me off and so and then the last big talking point from mccarthy is basically no new taxes when the hell was that on the table you guys have congress or you have the u.s house of representatives you were never we would never get new taxes but these snakes that's what they're going to say in the talking point so let's do this week's segment of the video breakdown video breakdown Sorry, I gotta come up with some, <laughs> some good stuff. We need to get Dawson to make it. We have a lot of comments too. All right, let's go to comments before we do <laughs> video breakdown. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Base Minnesota says, no doubt we're headed towards economic collapse. The goal is a central bank digital currency tied to your social credit sto- score. Yep, 100%. That's what I see. That's to me, that's just hanging in the back of my thought process here. That's what's happening. I mean, it, they might have put it off a little longer here to prep for it. Mm hmm. But it's coming either way. Mm-hmm. And then P. Moore one had a comment. He's or he or she's outside of Fort Moore, Fort Benning, Georgia, um, and said it's absolutely insane to see this nonsense is nationwide. What do we do when our votes and voices are shut down due to corruption and wokeness? Um, and then added later that they don't want us to understand. Then everyone would know they are thieves. Um, let's see what else. I actually am having a hard time understanding. Bridget today. I know, I'm telling you guys. I told you it's going to be hard, but you said. I still love hard. it, Bridget. We want, we're glad to have you back. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Fort Benning, Georgia, by the way. That's where uh, that person was based yeah. at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Infantry? Um, uh, airborne? Know. Maybe airborne school? Guess we'll find out. Um, let's see who else. Was, I was coming. Okay, Wall says paying interest on the national debt will cost more in 23 the national defense. This is not sustainable. Oh, yeah. Go, let's go back to U.S. debt clock. Great point, K-Wall. Is T-Wall with us today? Um, K-Wall and probably. I don't know. Right. No comment yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good point. If you look down, um, if can you hover over it with like a cursor, Dawson, or does that not work for uh, people? Yeah, it does work. Okay. You see where U.S. Or interest on debt, the net is, it's um, middle screen, Maybe just, yep, there you go. Perfect. It's at $575,000. I'm sorry, $575,000. Sorry, I'm a little bit off on that. $575 billion. (laughs) $1 billion. 
575 billion dollars and yes it's a great point because defense spending is around 900 billion well that's going to skyrocket as interest rates go up which they already are we were looking up interest rates before because uh, i was saying three month treasury right now is paying five and a half percent it's a great investment actually except for maybe they default on the debt because in the investment world there's only one guarantee you can ever tell a client that's guaranteed and that is a u.s government treasury so that's the big thing here is the politicians like oh my god this this whole thing is up if we can't guarantee that we're going to pay back our creditors it's like you're not paying them back when you print money off thin air you're not paying them back the same amount quite frankly let's let's put it this way if you invest ten thousand dollars right now into let's just call it a one-year treasury bill okay one year you invest ten thousand dollars and let's just say it's three percent it's somewhere in that ballpark three percent you earn that means in one year you get your ten thousand dollars back plus three hundred bucks okay that's three percent interest on ten thousand so now you have ten thousand three hundred dollars but the rate of inflation what is it at six seven percent so in other words you're really losing like six to seven hundred dollars worth of value of that ten thousand dollars in that year so in other words the government's giving you back money but it buys you less things a year down the road. And why do we have that inflation? Because that's how they keep this whole thing going, is they have to print money to keep this whole bloated government going. And so essentially, you're getting screwed by their accounting. You're getting completely screwed out of this whole deal. All right, um, let's go to this video breakdown. Now, this is fascinating. Kevin McCarthy is on Shannon Bream's, I guess she's, I like Shannon. I, I didn't I don't watch Fox News at all. I certainly don't watch Fox Sunday. I used to watch it with Chris Wallace and then he became so hard to watch, I'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> and uh and then of course now CNN's got him. I think he found his right home. Um so Shannon Bream's got Fox News Sunday and she's got Kevin McCarthy. And this must have been on Sunday. So she just had Kevin McCarthy this last Sunday over Memorial Day weekend. And listen to how he talks about this deal and i'm gonna stop it because I, I want you to see how these politicians lie and i think even shannon bream's kind of getting a little annoyed by this old these old tricks these talking points go ahead okay i don't know how much rest you've gotten but let's dive in um because you got a deal and now you got to sell it to members so let's talk a little bit more about some of those who are upset uh congressman dan bishop Chad talked about him. He tweeted this after the call you had with the group last night. Heard the call. Rhino's congratulating McCarthy for getting almost Zippo in exchange for $4 trillion debt ceiling hike was enough to make you. And he used the vomit emoji. Actually, it's so bad they won't give a figure for the debt ceiling hike, only that it's suspended till first quarter of 2025. Our bill was a year less. Your reaction? He's probably a no vote. Well, that's okay, because more than 95% of all those in the conference were very excited. But think about this. We all right find- stop right there <laughs> oh it's so fun to watch these politicians it's it's all pattern i see it all the time you see what he did she asked him a question she's kind of like saying hey how are you going to deal with these crazies in your caucus or the conference they call them up there in, the, in washington dc and so she poses this question it's a very serious question you have detractors in the republican conference who aren't going to vote for this stuff and he answers it for like i don't know three seconds and then he does this very clever clever pivot with a little bit of a pause. And now he's just going to regurgitate the talking points that were prepared. Go back like five seconds. Watch this transition. And then this is his canned talking points on the subject matter. 
because more than 95% of all those in the conference were very excited. But think about this. Pause. There we go. All right. Now, what are the talking points that were approved? Go ahead, McCarthy. We finally, we're able to cut spending. We're the first conference. Okay, that's right. false. Pause right there. You're not cutting spending. We just went through the numbers. You're not cutting spending. But guess what in Washington, D.C.? When there's projected growth of spending and you don't go that much, you don't like continue to grow with it, that's cutting spending to these guys. <laughs> it's so arrogant. I mean, they're freezing spending at best, once again, in a smaller portion of the budget. Once again, the biggest uh, driver of our debt really is Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, those programs. And those are actually non-discretionary. So in other words, they can't stop that in just the regular budget process. And then you're not shrinking defense spending. So really it goes from here down to here. This is the budget and all you're doing is freezing. So you're not cutting spending, Kevin McCarthy. That's just a lie. Continue. For cutting spending year over year. So you cut that back. You fully fund the veterans. You fully Okay, fund now stop there. Oh, wow. Who's against fully funding the veterans? I obviously have no issue with that as my brothers and sisters who served in the military. But you see how they got to throw out that little nugget? Like, now I'm, I'm, I'm warming your heart because we're fully funding the veterans. We're also, by the way, screwing over our veterans and their families because they're the ones that are going to be on the hook for this debt. Mind you, quarter of a million dollars each one of these veterans owe with that national debt. But they throw that out there because it's the feel-good thing. All right, let's continue on. Defense, but you take that non-defense spending all the way back lower than 22 levels. Now you get work requirements for TANF and SNAP, where the Democrats said that was a red line. Now you're able to reform NEPA. How frustrating we are. With <laughs> No one knows what he's talking about, but boy, that sounds good. I guess the Republicans got to win. He's reforming NEPA, right? And mind you, I'm not saying I'm against that. I'm just saying... That's not solving the problem. These are like pennies, pennies on the budget. Continue on. Years since you could streamline it. To build a road in America takes you seven years of review. We now limit that where it's focused, where you can only review it for one to two years. Well, thank God we now we got it down to one to two years. You know, Mark, I was thinking the largest problem for America was the seven years it takes to build a road. But now that it's down to one to two, go on. Let's continue taking out another $4 trillion of debt that we have no way to pay back. Right? Yeah, we just he, solved the issue right there. Gives you the feel-good nugget and then just throws out a bunch of bullshit just, you know, that nobody really understands. What does that even mean? It means nothing to me, you know. Well, I mean, essentially McCarthy's talking to the creditors out there, right? He's on a major media platform. He's talking to creditors. They're watching this thing. And it's like you talking to the uh, – you know, once again, remember, you got $318,000 in credit card debt. You're adding $15,000 every, every year on the credit, if we're using those analogies again. And you're talking to your credit card company goes, well, guess what? You know, uh, my driveway, you know, I wasn't going to retard my driveway this year, but now I'm going to retard it next month. And the credit card company's like, well, okay, okay. What does that have to do with $318,000 yeah. you owe us, right? So apparently that's the big win for Kevin McCarthy. This is where he really forced Biden's hand. And once again, I got to say, Biden is is the guy bringing the you know, on the Democrat side coming to the negotiating table from a position of, well, everything's fine. We don't have to do anything. Hmm. <laughs> you know, at least McCarthy has to represent the alternate view thanks to the Free House Freedom Caucus because I don't think he really cares about this stuff. Hey, by the way, if you're watching from Minnesota, which a lot of you guys are, where this really hits home, you know who's going to go whip these votes for Kevin McCarthy? It's the it's the whip 
It's the majority whip. That's Tom Emmer, CD6, Minnesota. Tom Emmer is going to be the whipping boy for this crony swampy deal. Mm -hmm. All right, let's finish this thing out because I think the last thing he says is just a golden nugget. We're going to get America working again. We get the process working again, where process. we always have these omnibuses at the end of the year. We now penalize the Congress if they don't get their jobs done. There is Look at her. So She's like, this guy's so full of shit. To all the other debt ceilings. When Republicans had the presidency, the Senate, and the House, did they ever cut spending? No, they increased it. We were able to do this when the president said he wasn't even going to talk to us. This is really a step in the right direction. It puts us a trajectory. <laughs> this different we put a statutory cap on only spending one percent for the next six years so we let government grow but at a slower rate ah, oh, that's what he says at the end we're letting government grow but at a slower rate and that's it it's like republicans I, you always hear it the republicans or democrats going 60 miles an hour or going the speed limit or whatever it is said 100 miles an hour right mm -hmm. they're all going the wrong direction this is the wrong direction they're not solving anything and so mark that's where I, that's why I want to have you on the show today. Cause I'm like, you know, Mark's got some theories where, where this is all going. Cause it's not going in good places. Well, no, I believe, you know, I, I believe this is the control of Donald. I, I think the dollar's basically worthless. It's, it's full of air. It started in 1913 and it was a Ponzi scheme, this fractional reserve banking. And I'm no expert with it. I read a lot of what experts say. And I just believe that, you know, the economy is going to, crash no matter what happens well and you and say, i don't trust any of these people he's just a smooth talking ass well and I, I think you say crash and i think a lot of people use that term i just think it's going to be a great depression i, mean, I yeah. think everything's moving towards another great depression great depression 2.0 the mm -hmm. the new great depression i don't know what they're going to call it but that's where we're heading great reset i don't think anyone really knows what might happen Right. You know, what the central bank digital dollar? What what if the internet does come down like is being predicted? I mean, like look at uh, mail was uh, issued. A bunch of the senators were issued satellite phones, if not all of them. Mails getting Wait a ready. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know about this. What mail is this? was is getting ready for a potential internet outage by still doing things on paper. I mean, no, no, like, no. Did you just say Congress was given? Yeah, check it mm -hmm. out. I didn't look into it. I saw. A fact check. Go look this I, up. I, I heard a little that. bit about this too. I don't know the details though. And oh, so, I'm very and I, a couple experts I know, my friend Doug. I just my one of my my last show on the Truth Expedition. Doug is an internet expert. He's and the way he describes it is, you and I are we're on the inside of the internet. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Amazon. He's on the outside on the he's he senses the walls closing he's in the dark web he understands all of what's happening he's like it's closing in they had cyber symposium where the world economic forum is prepping for an internet outage and they want this i believe and doug predicts the internet is going to come down this fall will it be for two days some people say it's going to require 10 days but that will then usher in more bios will you then need facial recognition to access the internet what you know, how much control and then to usher in the central bank digital currency. I believe this stuff's, and that's a conspiracy theory, but um, if, if indeed Senate, the Senate and the Congress is getting satellite phones, they've had all these pandemic simulations for this. It's going to happen. What, what did you find, William? Did you find something? Yeah, yeah. So uh, CBS News reported this. Um, senators issued satellite phones, offered demonstrations on upgraded security devices, and this is 
all stemming from the idea that there are growing security concerns. I've also seen news segments talking about the potential for cyber terrorism it's and terrorism good. on the You know, power I actually grid. would I, I could make an argument for this, okay? Because uh one thing that we saw during the uh COVID pandemic is this consolidation of power in the hands of governors. Luckily Trump was president then cuz if Biden was president, I'm sure it would have been all done on Washington, D.C. It would have been way worse. But like Tim Walz just took over basically Minnesota government. And our argument in the drafting the, uh, the um, um, Never Again Never. bill is that what kind of emergency uh, needs such huge response that current laws don't already allow a governor to respond to where our state reps and state senators can't at least convene, even if it was like from afar, to decide this stuff, but we can't have one guy making these decisions. And so in that case, the satellite phone will be good, right? Because then if just imagine a disconnected Congress as mad, as bad as Congress is, I mean, I'm just shitting on Congress here, right? I've been shitting on them this whole time. It's far superior than just one guy calling the shots, especially when that one guy is Joe Biden, because no one actually believes it's that one guy. They believe it's someone behind that one guy, right? Yeah. That guy's just following orders. So in that case, I would make the argument, yeah, at least we want Congress connected. But they're but preparing for But it is interesting they're giving satellite phones, right? They're and, definitely preparing for and something. And it's predictive happen, programming. Right? They did it with the COVID pandemic. It's going to happen. I, you know, and it is, it is a conspiracy theory at this point. But, I mean, I'd like to know what the audience thinks. I bet you most people believe that, you know, it's... Um, based in Minnesota said Mark is correct. I could definitely see a false flag cyber attack blamed on another country, China perhaps. Absolutely. Will it be a hacker? Will it be some virus? Or what will it be? But, you know, then they can really, uh, it's in order to get back on now, you're going to have to have the facial recognition software on your computer to access the Internet anymore. And then they've got you. They've yeah. totally got you. And then the CBDC comes in, and then it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And social credit score. So, hey, now you got to opt into this program, right? Yep, carbon credits. Yeah. Which they're doing. I mean, yeah. what, I think New York State is, is doing that now. They're following people's meat purchases and they're going to limit that. I mean, it's coming. Yeah. It is coming. We're well, already seeing it with the ESG scores, right? So, corporations are already being held liable to this stuff. So, it's only a matter of time before it comes down to the people. Mm hmm. Okay, we have some more comments here. Um, K-Wall for Life gave us 10 bucks and said, consider this from T-Wall. And then went on to say that Tom, he was referring to Tom Emmer as a complete disappointment. Um, bragging about cancer. Well, and let me comment on that real quick. So obviously at this point, Tom Emmer is not working for you. If you live in CD6, he's not working for you, right? His job is majority whip. It's the goofiest position out there, right? So essentially your job to be a good boy, to do your job, your job is to whip votes for the leader. And so his leader is not you, not the constituent. It's Kevin McCarthy and all the interest behind Kevin McCarthy. And all the interest behind Kevin McCarthy, which is probably Fox News. It's also probably Donald Trump. You know, have you guys noticed Donald Trump hasn't spoken out about this deal yet? Well, he endorsed McCarthy, right? Right. See, see Trump's kind of in a weird boat. Jesse's probably listening to this on his drive home. And he's just like, I want to talk, you know, 40 chess. But Donald Trump. I'm guessing McCarthy went to Donald Trump and said, hey, man, can't you have you got to have my back here. You can't be talking out against this deal. Well, Trump wanted the U.S. to default. You remember the CNN town hall he did? He said, yeah, the United States should default. 
I don't remember that part. No, that's <laughs> but what. But they've already defaulted. That's the thing. I, well, I can't remember that. Well, regardless, once again, there's a deal now, and if right. he speaks out against McCarthy, I mean, McCarthy is going to have everything coming against him because DeSantis has already spoken out against it, right? So now, if Trump speaks out against it, which Trump can't speak in favor of it, he's out of line with the base. Hence, why Trump has been silent. I don't know. I mean, all we could find out is on True Social. Uh, True Social. Old Navy joins growing list of companies closing downtown San Francisco. I don't know. Oh, I Dover Jans. His opinion is he thinks that the reason Starlink has been started is possible ten days of darkness. Yeah, they say ten days is what it's going to take to transfer the system over to a, you know, their biosecurity system. Wait, wait. They're saying that they do that through Starlink, or Starlink is like the way to prevent that. I don't know. Well, to prevent it, because then you know you've got satellite control. Right, internet, right, right. That's or, what I think. Satellite, but something in the sky. The so here you go. I mean, Donald Trump's True Social, and you know, as of and here we are, one thirty-seven on on Tuesday, and this deal has been at least broadcast since Sunday morning. I mean, Donald Trump's talking about Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal. Um, just talking about the DOJ and FBI. He's talking about Russia, Ukraine on True Social. He's not He's not talking about the debt deal. So what I think Kevin McCarthy could be done, though, because he made this deal, the House Freedom Caucus released a statement saying that if this passes, they're going to call for a vote um, to vacate the chair. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. <laughs> if you're a Democrat, why are you not voting for this thing? Like... McCarthy's got the Democrat votes at this point, right, right? right? At least a substantial amount of Democrat votes. This is the bipartisanship in Washington, D.C. that really sucks. They're really here to screw you. Once again, they're just adding more debt. So $4 trillion divided by uh, Minnesota, or American taxpayers. I mean, we're talking about, what is this? Ten, yeah, how many tens of thousands of dollars there? more? Because yeah, there's 330 million people, but how many people are, you know, qualify as taxpayers it's well we could sure a lot million, less than we'd think a couple hundred million maybe well qualified as taxpayers versus how many people actually pay taxes right that's a whole different yeah. story well there. we could look this up real quick because they did this math already in u.s debt per taxpayer so it says you're basically two hundred forty thousand uh dollars per uh that's the taxpayer liability so that means they divided the amount of uh taxpayer so, so they divided the amount of taxpayers from the total U.S. debt, and that's how they drive that figure. So all we have to do is divide that 248000 from U.S. debt. Oh, my God. It's always a bad idea to do math on the fly, right? But let's just go ahead and do this thing. So I got rid of the zeros there. 0.248. This is a really dumb idea, Jake. Uh, 120. Oh, I did it right. 128 million taxpayers. That's 128 million taxpayers. People, that makes sense. So if it's 128 million taxpayers and we had four trillion dollars in debt, so let's go. That's four trillion minus 128. That's another 31,250 dollars. I hope I did the math right. 31,250 dollars that uh, this deal is going to put on you. That sounds right, right? 31,000. $250 more of your share of the debt. And I, I just wonder, dollars. you know, from the perspective, just say you're super woke liberal. Where do they see this? I mean, at what point does your average Democrat left leaning start to care about the debt? I mean, does, 
they just think it's okay to continue printing? This is never going to come back to bite us? I mean, I don't understand their perspective. It can't continue. There will come a time, whether it's a year or 10 or 20, but all of this debt will come back to bite us. Well, think about this. I mean, the people in this room, which kind of understand this issue fairly well, right? I don't even know when the jig is up, right? Like, essentially, the problem here is, well, there's, there's one of two problems that ha happen, right? either print too much money and inflation is completely out of control and it already is out of control. That's why the fed is like, uh, increasing interest rates. By the way, Donald Trump wants to lower interest rates. <laughs> so, so essentially inflation gets out of control. That's what they have to do is they have to tight. They call it tighten the money supply by increasing the interest rate. So either you have runaway inflation or the other problem is you end up having too large of, uh, interest payments where it consumes so much your debt. But I think actually both end up in the same part because if you have too much interest payments, then the only way out of it is to continue uh, printing more money. So I guess that's the only way this thing could go is we have to just continue printing money because we're printing more money uh, than we've ever printed ever. And it keeps in this. And, and by the way, this we, we went on steroids during COVID. So it, it's the internet crashes or, um, the next pandemic, which Bill Gates has talked about, right? There's yeah. going to be another one. So it's just one more of those issues. And they're going to be like, well, government needs to print more money. And so that just exasperates the problem much more. And so I don't see, I don't see how you get out of it. By the way, I guess I could be wrong on all this stuff. Printing money and taking out debt is a path to prosperity. I don't know anything about finance, obviously. Right. Just, That's obviously a path to prosperity. Well, you've got that and then the de-dollarization. So, you know, the India, Russia, for the petrodollar is now losing its significance. People are going to use the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, whatever those countries are. So the some of those dollars will come back home to nest. So there'll be so many dollars that each dollar is going to be worth less. And then the printing, I mean, it, it, and so what is the dollar worth? What we believe it's worth? I mean, that is backed by our trust, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. There comes a time where it's gonna completely collapse. Yeah, I mean, and it's just gonna, and that's why I think there's a great depression and it's been mounting for years. I'm sorry, I've we have gone away comment. from comments. I wanna no, hear we what have these one, people have um, said. Epic CJ24 Williams on YouTube said, a bill was bundled into an omnibus bill in Minnesota this session, agreeing to give the governor emergency powers if there is a cybersecurity attack. Did oh, we miss that? They're ready for that. Which is crazy. I'm not tracking that. What, what was that? I have not heard anything about what, that. Uh, tell us which bill you're referencing. Also, is there any relation there? No. The C okay. I have no real. I mean, if it's Minnesota, I have no relatives in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not tracking that. I wonder if Mega Jesse is. He was the one that was tracking legislation. Um, but I mean, honest to God, I don't even know if it matters anymore, because if you looked at the emergency powers under Chapter 12, the governor never had the ability from the first place to respond to the pandemic because it would assume that um, there was like two things and they took out like public public health or something like that. And it was also like if resources at the county level were capable of doing it. Like, they just didn't follow the law from the first place. Mm -hmm. So it didn't even matter. So, you know, if they expand it, which I would obviously be against, but it's just like they're going to do whatever they're going to do because guess what? There's an emergency. And if you look up dictator in the uh, dictionary, it's someone with absolute power in an emergency because that's what they always do. They need an emergency. In fact, Biden, in many regards, 
maybe wants an implosion of the debt because, hey, I'm the president during an emergency and we have to consolidate power. Kevin McCarthy in Congress failed you. We need to take drastic. Well, they were already saying that. They were saying they had the constitutional authority by the 14th Amendment to continue making the payments of debt. So they were already signaling towards that. Yeah, we got zero from this thing. Zero. That's McCarthy selling you out. Luckily for us, there's a couple of people with some sanity in Washington, D.C. that are fighting against this stuff. You know, the Eli Cranes of the world, uh, uh, Good, Virg- Bob Good. Is it Bob Good? I'm already forgetting the name. Um, Sounds familiar. Chip Roy, just to name a couple of people that are actually very vocal, vocally against this kind of stuff. Actually, I had a list somewhere here. Um, someone was writing it down, like how many people. Dan Bishop, there's another one. Uh, Keith Self. These are some of the representatives. Uh, Bobert, of course. These are the people that would be against this stuff. But they don't need their votes because guess what? The Democrats are going to vote for it. Why wouldn't they? I mean, it's a good deal for them. So, yeah, we have completely screwed ourselves here. And I'm not saying, like, just because this deal went down, like, it's the final straw. I don't know what the best deal they were going to get out of this thing. It's not like they would actually got rid of the budget deficit. There's no appetite for that in D.C. Right. Well, and they, they extended it to January of 2025. So even if we get Trump back in office or DeSantis, whoever, even if we have a completely Republican-controlled Congress, they're going to have, what, a couple days at best to really act on this. So you know they're just going to pass another uh, debt limit increase. That's a great point. And that's how they think in D.C. is mm-hmm. we've got to solve the immediate political problems, right? right? That's why the Kevin McCarthy's work. They go on Fox News and they just regurgitate the damn talking points because they want you understanding that the Democrats are the real problem. You know, and that's why we have to elect more Republicans. Well, by golly, we got to win the presidency and we got to win back the Senate. And I'm just at a point where I don't really believe any of these guys are going to solve the problem anymore. Mm-hmm. And you look over at France, they touch their pension program and people are marching on the street. So imagine if you see, that's the other thing is if we want, remember that budget, here's the big budget, right? And non-discretionary Medicare, Social Security, they get rid of that. It's just this much that's discretionary. You get rid of defense. You get rid of that. That's the rest of the budget right there. And that's the only thing they're touching. So really the driving forces is the defense budget. And what they'll always say, oh, so you want to defund our military and you want to put and hurt our veterans? It's like, no, maybe we shouldn't buy a gazillion new jets or warships or something like that. How, how about we don't do that, Right. Actually, like, there were some proposals that cut Medicare and Social Security, and like we had a surplus at that point. If you did that, I know that's not a popular proposal, and even Trump is saying don't touch Social Security, but like that would solve a lot of our problems. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing is you have to touch those programs. Mm-hmm. No one wants to have that conversation. They're all lying to you. You can't solve our fiscal problem without touching the programs that are actually driving us further into debt. And when I say $31 trillion, I don't know if anyone said this in the comments yet. We're just talking about the current liabilities. There's like $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities going forward. What they're projecting is going to end up happening. It's just going to get far worse. So, you know, there's this conspiracy I had, Mark, for a little while. is like, God, is COVID only killing the elderly? Because that's the only way to solve our fiscal woes is well, I think kill you're the right, people that are... a certain degree. Right? And people that are really sucking off the uh, Medicare system, you know, people that are were ill diabetics really needing a lot of medical care yeah so that it really did i mean if that was i mean what a brilliant plan from their perspective and it 
kind of worked that way. Well, in the end of the day, it didn't kill enough of them, right? You know, <laughs> and then they tried giving them vaccines to kill more of them, right? No, I mean, think about this real quick. This, this is the driving force is Social Security, Medicare, which is uh, for the elderly, so medical care for the elderly. So if you no longer have to make those payments, those outlays go away, right? Because you've killed the population over 65. So you just saved all that money, right? And then, well, you kill all the people over 65. Those are the people with all the money, essentially, in our economy. They're the ones that are savers. They, they've you know, gotten to a point where they got a nest egg. What happens to that nest egg? It goes to the inheritance. What, do, what does the inheritance do with it? Well, our age, you know, we're, we're close to the same generation. And you guys, I don't know what you guys do for uh, spending. You, you mili- not, I don't want to talk about Z, Gen Z's. <laughs> but our, our generation will pro- probably blow it. We'll start spending like drunken sailors. And the government then collects revenue on that. Mm-hmm. Or depending on how the inheritance passes to us, they still collect too. Right. An IRA, it's got to still be taken out, max or minimum required distributions. If um, money wasn't protected by it and uh, their wealth wasn't protected in a trust, they get a big chunk of change. So, yeah, the government's like, hey, now there's more revenue there. That's the conspiracy. I'm just joking. I don't believe well, didn't, that for a though, second. Didn't they expand the, the, the amount of people that are eligible for Medicare for the pandemic? It was like 60 million people up to a hundred million people are were then eligible when i interviewed scott share he brought all this up and you know that then they can control more yeah of the healthcare system this whole collectivism type of healthcare. so the more people they can get under that umbrella the more they can control it and have their death panels and i don't think that could be t- i i know what i think i know something of what you're saying but it can't be that substantial because then obviously the program would have been bankrupt real quick right yeah, taking on that many more people. I'd have to look closer yeah. at it, but if you follow Scott Shera on Rumble, um, he's got the documents. I mean, he's really followed that very closely after they murdered his daughter in a hospital. Well, we do have a solution here. This is the best solution. What we need to do is the U.S. Treasury needs to start its own program, its own internship, and they should only hire non-white people. Let's pull up this article. Uh, William just uh, published on Action for Liberty. Non-white people. See if the, I wrote if the this treasury. Article, I didn't would, know where you were going with yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't know where I was going with that. If the U.S. Treasury would only adopt the policy University of Minnesota, what the heck's going on at the University of Minnesota there, William? Yeah, I mean, to nobody's surprise, the university's being woke. But this is particularly egregious because they're publicly saying, "Yeah, we don't want white people. We only want uh, non-white people or Native American people to apply for this internship." BIPOC. BIPOC. Right? Black, right. Indian, and people of color. Right. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. No, because they don't want Asian people either, right? Yeah, they didn't They didn't explicitly say Asian people, but we know that Asians are discriminated against in higher education. Yeah. Um, what about Pacific Islanders? Can they have Pacific Islanders? Mm, we'll have to consult the woke it gods is, on that one. I think it is Asian and Pacific Islander month, isn't it? Heritage Month. I'm you pretty clearly sure know more right. about this stuff than we do. Well, I mean, if you're Asian or Pacific Islander, I think you're pretty upset because Pride Month has now taken over your month, too. You know, I saw this really interesting meme yesterday, and it's like Memorial Day. Like, unanimously, everyone's divorced Memorial Day, remembering those that paid the ultimate sacrifice. Those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom get one day, and Pride Month it gets a whole month. Actually, if you ask Senator Judy Seberger, yesterday was Veterans Day, not Memorial Day. 
She what? accidentally tweeted out serious? like happy happy veterans. She did not. And then the com and the comment she's like, sorry, I meant Memorial Day. But you got a screen capture, right? Uh I Someone does. Someone sent it to me. Oh, so, yeah. well, that's great. That's hilarious. It, she it, does, it is she hilarious. doesn't even wow. know. Yeah. How do you even make that error? I, like some, everyone, even if you don't know what Memorial Day is for, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows Memorial Day is like the start of summer in Minnesota. Right. Some liberal uh, legislative aide she has, I'm sure, messed it up. But yeah, this back to this. Um, it's a paid internship, so you get a six thousand dollars stipend for a ten week uh, research opportunity. Uh, now, the University of Minnesota is quick, pretty quick to back off of this once they receive public backlash. Mm -hmm. um, and there's even a complaint filed by a Cornell law professors, which, you know, Cornell isn't the most conservative institution in the nation. So it's great to see. And it just goes to show that when the public fights back against this stuff, we're seeing it with Bud Light and with Target. Um, they have to bend to our will. So there's still hope for the culture war as long as we keep the heat turned up. So, look. They they don't care that they got caught. They're going to keep doing this stuff. Don't send your kids to University of Minnesota. Encourage them to drop out. Encourage your friends to transfer, whatever. Um, we got to keep uh, keep the pressure on these guys. That's the only way we can get real change. You know, so you bring up Target, and I've been gone. Uh, so I went backpacking with my dad up on the SHT. So that's northern Minnesota. A lot of fun, Mark. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I tried getting out of the news cycle for a little while i mean how bad is this target thing blowing up i mean it seems like it's getting smacked in their face a little bit and they've lost 10 billion yeah, already it's like 10 billion now. Yeah. It's supposedly it's you know worse than the bud light hit so K yeah said the boycott target i actually heard this um the boycott target song is number one on itunes bumping oh, out yeah. taylor swift oh yeah which is amazing. Uh, so who sings this song i heard about this i have not heard the song I haven't, I haven't either. either. Oh, well, there we go. Let's break it in here on live. Let's all listen to it the first time. Is it on YouTube? <laughs> I have to ask that question. It's probably not. Is it on Rumble only? Do you have any idea? No, I have no idea. Dawson, no idea. you want to find, um, what's it called? Boycott Target? Yeah. It's yeah. funny because they actually filmed yeah. it inside of Target. They did? Yeah. Oh. I've seen screenshots of it. I haven't actually watched the thing, though. But here's the problem is what's the alternative? You go to Walmart? Well, yeah, it's a music video. Of course, you're going to go to what Target. Is it? To film what it. is it? This rap looking video? Is that what it is? I haven't yeah, watched I it. I, I hope we're watching the right one. Okay, this is this is the one that's going viral, huh? Wait, how many views does it have? That's barely viral. And it's viral in conservative circles. Uh okay it says well, it's official. number one on iTunes that's kind of crazy it's number one on iTunes all right let's I hope we're watching the right one let's go ahead and watch this Go 
<laughs> we need Jess to get a number 47 hat like that. That's hilarious. Wow. Not bad, huh? Not bad at all. Who are those guys? I've never even seen them before. I think I've seen them do stuff before. No, it kind of goes hard. The but... big thing is they're like Trump people? Oh, yeah. No, they've done pro-Trump stuff before, I think. Hmm. What um, was the... What did they say it was topping? Well, yeah, that's on the thing. On iTunes. Number one on iTunes. It's number one. How topping long? Taylor Swift. I have, I've seen articles about that, too, though. Yeah. I've heard, like... Like, how many days did they top Taylor Swift? I don't know. Jeez. What was isn't weird she, is... Isn't she do ads for uh, Target? Isn't Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift? Yeah. I, feel like I, I couldn't know. tell you. No. Um, Interesting stuff. <laughs> Based in Minnesota said Walmart has a pride collection also. These companies all answer to a higher cabal. Yeah, I mean, weren't you saying that before we went on the air, Mark? It's basically go shop at the least well, woke place now, right? Well, yeah, BlackRock owns all of them. So if they all go woke, it's just really hard to boycott. So right. I think, you know, Kohl's recently, yesterday, I read an article that apparently Kohl's is now woke. They have, uh, you know, infant trans wear. And I don't think it's as in your face as Target, but they're all Well, here's woke. the thing about it, though. They've been doing this stuff for years. Maybe they've taken it to another degree this year with, like, the, the kids tucking wear or whatever. Is that what, that's what I was wondering. Is that what did it finally, is the tuck-in? Well, I think that, and I think conservatives feel really empowered based on the Bud Light boycott success. Mm -hmm. Well, and Target hired that Satanist yeah, that artist. Too. That, that too. Where he's producing the clothing that says Satan respects trans kids. Oh, so. okay, so that... <laughs> You know, I, I saw a Babylon if, B uh, thing. I had no idea what the reference I was. I don't know if they're selling that shirt. They're at not selling Target, that one. But um, he's got artwork. Literally, Satan respects trans, and the same artist is making this. Satan, res Google that for us. Let's look at some. Satan, Satan respects pronouns. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. it was pronouns or. Yeah. Why would? Oh yeah, respects. Pronouns. Yeah, that's on his website. Um, oh, well, first he has of all, like a whole Reuters does line. a Reuters does a fact check before we get into right. it. So we, fact checkers. Target did not sell a pin that says Satan pr respects pronouns as part of its pride collection, which is not what you said, by the way, right? 
Viral online posts are sharing a pen by designer that did collaborate with the retail giant on the other items. Which is funny because, you know, they, they quickly want to fact check it, but yeah. essentially they said everything you just said, right? So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're willing to hire and, and team with this Satanist who produces this shit. Why right. wouldn't we be pissed off? Yeah. Who agrees with this? Right. One percent of the people who are Lee Finky. Hmm. I mean, who agrees with that? Well, that's the scary part. That number's rising. It's not just 1% anymore. I think like 25% of Gen Z identifies as LGBTQ. Yeah. But do they agree with Satan, that kind of thing? Well, that's the thing. I think we're going to get there because yeah, all the mainstream probably, institutions are now promoting this stuff. You're probably right, man. They, and that's why that number is so high now. They've indoctrinated. 100 years of indoctrination is in full force right well, now. Right. If we go back to what we were talking about before when it comes to you know this imploding financial system and what i would think is the new great great depression are we even gonna give a shit about these pronouns and all this bullshit and then because you know if you can't feed your family we don't have time to worry about this stuff right. anymore that's right. the luxury of our economy is that we're so advanced that they start designing ladies swimsuits where you could tuck your junk into it they ain't yeah. doing that stuff. I just think, why is it so pot? Why the the whole trans thing right now? Is it deflecting us from paying attention to what might be coming with the economy? Could be, but I always think it's just this thing of the economy. But it's also the tool of the Marxists to put people mm. in groups and deliver rights to those groups right. and divide us amongst groups. And that's the thing that I'm always concerned about is if you have some great depression, you're also going to have government get very active and take on new powers. This happened, as you re referenced, back in... Uh, the, well, you see, we were talking about 1913, the beginning of the dollar, but of course, um, in the Great Depression, the government started the Great New Deal, or the the big, the, the New, new deal. deal, sorry, not the Great New Deal. Uh, they'll have a Great New Deal. That's essentially what I'm trying to say, is they're going to have some other expansion of government programs. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the direction we're heading in. And then, of course, the communists, the Marxist types, are going to want to go that direction. And this is part and parcel of what they do, is they divide us into groups and they deliver those groups rights and then of course the non-woke people or the uh the bourgeoisie are the people that are against us and we have to take over their land and their power and that's right. essentially the tool for all these tyrants two classes the oppressed and the oppressors correct the oppressors right? yes Marxism and we're the oppressors to a T. yeah it's it's crazy, you know, and a lot of conspiracy theorists are calling this the year of the jubilee if you've heard of that biblically it's where all debt is washed away and, you know, does something along those lines happen where we have this, you know, universal basic income and then like almost communism just, you know, ushered in? Uh, Dawson, did you find the uh, image here? I found it. Looks like it's a horned uh, goat with uh, it says Satan protects or respects pronouns. Just a Google image search. Found. Yeah, you can see it. There you go. So apparently this is the artist that teamed up with Target. Looks like that's that looks like the fact checkers had to at least admit that yeah. Satan respects pronouns. Like who thinks that's a great idea? And by the way, how long until Peggy Flanagan or Lieutenant Governor <laughs> wears that shirt yeah. too? And that's the thing is yeah. like Target did this. They they had to know that this guy had this artwork. They had to know. They're not stupid. <laughs> well, they chose to do this <laughs> knowing they were going to get boycotted. They had to know. You think so? They had don't to Don't you think know. though Bud Light that was just like a complete screw up? Like I don't. I think they would know that that's going to really don't... irritate people. That's Again, what somebody's they... asking. They're like, why would they do that if they're just going to get boycotted? 
Why don't they they knew? I think they thought they were immune, and they're trying to meet these these uh these scores. Uh, it's not an ESG score. There's a separate score that's set up by this multinational corporation, uh, and shareholders like BlackRock probably requires this stuff. Otherwise, the the heads or the CEOs are going to get fired. You know, corporate officers are, I think, liable, at least liable, if not criminally liable, to best represent value for the shareholders. So if they like literally know that this is going to take them, I'm pretty certain there's a criminal code that would put them in jail. It's fiduciary. Uh, no, let's be honest. Duty. No, no Biden Justice Department prosecutors going after them. Right. Let's be honest about that. I mean, if you're the 45th president of the United States, let's find a ton of stuff on him. But no, none of them are going after these guys. But you actually have to look out for the value of your shareholders. Right. And so it does beg that question. If they know it. I feel like they had to know. How can you not know? I mean, I just Well, because don't... they've been getting away with it for years. This pride stuff's not new. Right. I was kind of curious. So I was at uh, Starbucks with my wife. And this was this was the first, first or second weekend of May. I think it was second weekend of May. And um, I turned around because, you know, Starbucks, we go to the same uh, Target or used to go to the same mm -hmm. Target, right, Mark? Because yeah. uh, Mark and I live pretty close to each other. So we're in the Stillwater Target and, uh, you know, Starbucks right there at the beginning. And so you turn around and there's the first display. Basically, everyone walks by it. It's the pride display. I remember grabbing a picture. I was like, oh, this is so ridiculous. It's so much in your face and it's so huge. And oh, by the way. It's not June. It's not June. They, it's not good enough for just having the month of June. They got to go into May now. And I would only guarantee that it extends beyond. They got the extended period in July, too. So I guess it's Pride Summer now. That's it. It's Pride Summer. Grab a Bud Light and let's enjoy Pride yeah. Summer together. So. Didn't Ford do something? Ford did too. Oh, oh the rat. Oh, yeah. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, geez. You guys have to bring that up because I drive a Ford. Hey, anyway, you I brought drove, up. I drove a, I bought a Ford because I was mad because uh, the truck I owned before that was a Chevy GM owned and uh, it was pre bailout government bailout. So I'm like, finally Ford, they didn't take the bailout. You see what I'm saying? This is the problem. Dodge is tainted. GM's tainted. They took the government bailout. Ford did not. Now Ford goes woke with this ridiculous European commercial where they have a Rainbow colored Raptor. Oh, is it only a European commercial? Well, that's what I saw. I assume that's what it is, but I have not I mean, seen that. The problem is every corporation's doing it now. You, like you can't run away from it. Um, you just got to pick the le the least woke corporation. So what's the or least woke corporation? What do you guys think? What's the least woke corporation? What major corporation? And don't you say Black Rifle Coffee is woke again, William? <laughs> you need facts to back up. I that sent assertion. you that video about the Chick Fil A CEO. Yeah, I know that. Well, yeah, but you saw my response. Wouldn't like right? Menards, yeah. Hobby oh, Lobby, yeah. very conservative. I think That's you're true. not seeing any rainbow gear in the Menards. Well, Menards is one of the worst. Remember what they did during COVID? They actually required you to wear a mask, and you couldn't go shopping with your child. Screw Menards. I was. I'm done with yeah. Menards. That pissed me off so much. They they did a mask mandate Menards. Did what do you, you mean know they, this? No, what do you mean they couldn't shop with your child? You, like they wouldn't let you shop in? with your child because they were trying to restrict how many people could come in the store. Oh. So if you had a child, you couldn't come in Menards. It's like, what? Like, how many times do we go right. run to the hardware store with the kids, you know? Well, Home Depot is owned by conservatives, right? Home Depot is publicly traded. So, yeah, there's a lot of conservatives that own it and probably a lot of Well, right, but I thought it was run by conservatives. 
I don't know. They they seem to be pretty pretty pro America. So is Lowe's. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is Menards, which comes from the great state of Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I've not really shopped at Menards if I didn't. If I mean, I couldn't help it. It's hard to equate though, because you know Target, Kohl's, Walmart, they sell clothing, which is going to cater to that that trans movement. Whereas, what does a Menards sell or or Home Depot sell that? Where they could really, I mean, rainbow colored two by fours. I mean, what? Hmm. Oh know, my God. True. And when you guys see those in sauce. the lumber section, you know where they got the idea from. You heard it here first. Mark's predicting it rainbow colored two by fours. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, saw, skill saw or something, you know, drill, get your rainbow drill. Yeah. I mean, how, probably. Okay. That's the thing is like, right. why? Why? Think about that. Think things. how much that. See, look how bad Bud Light is doing right now because they don't know their They forgot their audience. Now imagine DeWalt or Milwaukee does a rainbow-colored se- selection. Just think how that's tainted. They'd be ruined. They'd be ruined. Yeah, it's right. not like we're anti-gay person. You know, it's just that we're sick and tired of getting pushed in our face. That's the thing is why this huge push, huge. It's like just massive the last year. It's just crazy. And again, yeah. I don't care. Love who you want to love. I don't care about... But when it's put in my face like this, it pisses me off. And they knew that they were going to piss people off. Well, and it's like that awesome little music video is it's not necessarily just that. It's at us. It's about our kids. It's like targeting our kids. It's all okay. I don't think homosexuality is okay. Uh, Once again, I don't think it should be legal. I'm not trying to make – listen, I'm not trying to make a moral argument here. I'm just saying that, quite frankly, I take a more traditional view of marriage – and I don't think that's the right way to go as a society, especially when you raise children, which is really what, in my opinion, marriage is about, is raising children. Right. I don't and think that's the right direction to go. As a libertarian, though, you got to admit that in your own home, love who you want to love. We're not going to go and control yep. people. But to to have to, you know, I won't be going to Target, but if I got to walk in there, my kids in this whole rainbow movement and, you know, they're pushing it on the kids. Why? Right. And it's and by the way, that I don't take that away from anything like you don't show your kids because we have um, some boys that are the same age right mm-hmm. our, our eight-year-olds we're not showing them like r-rated movies at this point for the same reason right there's some things you don't want to show kids they're just pushing it on them and we and we've talked about this at great lengths in this show the drag show hours the drag story times it's all towards the kids that's what this is about is that really what the pushback is i think that is it tar- target has done this for years but all of a sudden they're like this is right in the storefront. There's a kid section right now. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, God, they're just, like, putting these these sayings on the shirts, you know? Yeah. I think and, it's like you'd said. It's the Marxist thing. It's just another division, oppressor, oppressed class. I think that's why this, it's, it's a massive push the last, not even a year, this whole trans thing. Is or or to up. keep us all divided as they yeah. go, screw us with this debt ceiling, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I don't care if you're trans, whatever. If you're on my side on this issue, good. Let's save America, right? But maybe they want us divided. Now, we just take the bait, right? And we have to take the bait because, once again, I didn't talk about this issue until it became very apparent. They just want to target our kids. And then you got to talk about the issue. Is it, it's, really a, it's really a problem, you know? I'm so sick of this crap being targeted at my kids. I'm as an adult. I can understand. I, I can... I'm not going to go to a drag show. I'm going to stay clear of those places. Well, I mean, I think the bigger thing here, yeah, they're dividing us by class, but what they're also trying to do is make money for the pharmaceutical companies that make millions off of these trans surgeries. I think even millions per surgery, although that that might not be the case. 
It's just I don't great. Ag- I don't agree with you on this one, William. Really? Yeah, because I think I'm, that's why Planned Parenthood is turning to trans surgeries now and hormone treatments. Well, that would make sense for money them. on abortion. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense for them. But I'm saying like this big cultural change, like wh- why the vaccine mandates. I think you can trace money. You know, mm-hmm. we know pharmaceutical. Well, it, companies. it's a multifaceted thing. Like there are lots sure, of benefits 100%. for the elite. But I'm just saying, like to me, the vaccine mandates and the vaccine pushed by our politicians. That's pretty easy. They are all bought and paid for by these stinking pharmaceutical companies, and so they became great salesmen for it, salesmen for the mm-hmm. pharmaceutical. Companies. It could be even more nefarious, though, and that could fall in line with this whole trans thing too, because you know they're showing now that it's screwing up fertility. The jabs are really, you know, men and women. Fertility is an issue because of these jabs. And and what if you have 25, 35 percent of the people that are non-binary or can't reproduce? I mean, is right. it population control to a certain degree? Well, where I, was going, where I was going with that is that makes sense from the the grand scale here because lots of money to be made, especially everyone's getting the vaccine. The trans surgery, I don't think there's big special interest money there. Um, based Minnesota said, Will is correct. Teva Pharmaceuticals out of Israel is the main supplier of trans hormone drugs. Yeah, but that that money that's involved is great for like small groups, like maybe even Planned Parenthood. But this massive scale where Target and and yeah and i don't see well, that they're all like there. they're bowing to this thing it doesn't make sense well There's again like blackrock and there are a few other huge corporations that have shares in these companies but they're the ones pushing this down on i their know but f- once again it's like affiliates it can't be that much money right and it might yeah, cause I mean, them it's a ton of money but it's just not that much because there's just not that many transgender well first of all there's no such thing as transgender kid god i gotta stop using their damn language mm-hmm. but the kids that they label as transgender who need gender-affirming surgery or gender-affirming care. Right. Sorry, not surgery, care. Boy, these are all the terms. Gender-affirming care, that's what they say. But where where does BlackRock have their shares? I, I imagine that they got to be invested in the healthcare industry. Well, BlackRock's massive, though. Like, right. I mean, I guess anywhere they could squeeze Well, there are a couple profit. of these big corporations. Again, I'm not, well, I'm not well-versed on this topic, so I need to go back and look again, but... Well, you know what? That's fair. I mean, granted, you're right. If, if there's special interests like BlackRock, mm-hmm. wherever you can squeeze more profit, the better, right? I'm not saying it's exclusively profit. I do think there are nefarious goals here, and it very well could be a depopulation thing, which that's the scariest one in my opinion. I believe that's what's happening. But wait, they, they I, I, openly oh, talk how's that about depopulation? Where's, when you have 25% of the people that can't reproduce because of these surgeries or they're gay, you just gonna well, have, hold on one second. Okay, we gotta stop here. What are the numbers like? By the way, are we still on YouTube. Twenty-five like percent. I think Facebook's down. Twenty-five percent of the kids in high school or you know first year or two of college right now don't identify as their, you know, the sex. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. No, that's yes. no, no. Twenty-five percent identifies LGBT. Yeah, something other than their gender. Twenty-five percent, and yep. if they can, you can know we, that. I want to. What's the? Uh, give me a little fact check. And let me tell you, 25%. when I, I know the numbers going up, but I'm. When I, I was out knocking doors, it was more than one person said any kind of legislation. You have to take the perspective of population control, and that's obviously a Democrat door that I accidentally hit. But that is a mentality that these people are starting to take on. There's too so, many people in the world. There's too many people in the world. According to NBC, um, one in five adult members of Gen Z self-identify as LGBTQ. The latest numbers were 25%. I don't remember where I saw it. I saw that, too, so I'm going to... Um, one in five of Gen Z. What is wrong with your generation? It's crazy. It used to be 1%, I'm not Jake. When we were growing up, millennial? it was 1%. Wait, which one's which? I forget now. Uh, Gen Z is the younger one. Yeah, millennial. 
You're, at, you're at the bottom end of the millennial. Yeah. Yeah. You're the higher end of the Gen Z then, William. Yeah. Okay. So, so says, one in five of people I, my I guess age. you guys can't be the same generation. You go to church all the time. William's a heathen, so. Excuse me? No, William's not a heathen. <laughs> Excuse me? You're pretty regular, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, but not as like. I'm the not, most, not as much as Bridget, probably. I'm the most heathenistic out of all of us. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm leaving Deep State out of here. <laughs> Deep State Dawson, he's a uh, That's he's where you're going to make the actual well, change. This, yeah. that's the, I think that's the only answer to the actual problems in the world. So Is actually getting people back to church and to so God. So this is... This is well, crazy. Bridget, first of all, Bridget, we, we were talking about you on your show on the show the other day. We didn't we had to assume you were a single girl. You heard it right there. What a great girl right there. Turn Gosh. turn back to sorry, didn't make, mean to make this a dating <laughs> service here. One and yeah. high school. We were filming some time. Actually that was like but two weeks true. ago. So but that's a great like point. And honestly, high school students I Like I literally I, think I ultimately like, when it comes down to I'm like on the hill. I just think it's a spiritual battle more than anything else. I'm like if you don't turn back to God, man cannot survive on the on his own. See, I don't want to sound like an old guy because, you know, there are the Dales of the world walking around this joint, but it's, it's really nice to hear someone from your generation say something like that because you just assume that's not being said anymore. What do you find The CDC says the number of LGBTQ students went from 11% in 2015 to 26% in 2021. This is an article from The Hill. One in four high school students identify as... So in other words, the turning the frogs gay is true, right? That's the. Uh, I think there's a lot going on here. I think it's like the tap water. I think it's the the plastics, the, and I know you think that's crazy, but they act like mm -hmm. estrogen. These plastics in your body act as an estrogen. They're yeah. feminizing the men. Soy products do the same thing. This is fact. This that's is why I've conspiracy. cut out all soy. Um, Jake, we're we got taken off of Facebook. Yeah, we did. No, I don't care. Isn't that, but we got taken off of Facebook? Like the, the stream is down on Facebook saying this. Yeah, um, I saw that. That's the first time we've heard from Facebook in forever on this show. Yeah, but do you think that's there's something nefarious here? I don't know. I've never seen that. I don't know. Until I, right now. Honestly, hmm. once again, I don't care. We get like. Couldn't have been from the. I think virus. we got 100 people that watch us on Facebook. We just put on Facebook because what is it to us? We could stream on that. Yeah. Well, that's a big story, right? Facebook's taking taking A for L down. Well, again. hold on. We got to make sure it's not just like a glitch. Remember, like the sanctimonious can. Did they uh, take your whole page oh down? <laughs> that's the question. Somebody, um, Pimor, said, should the children be able to sue their parents if, when they turn eighteen, they realize it was not their choice and was forced by their parents? Okay, that I want to talk about that. Yeah. I thought about I that this should. last week. Because you know, if we go ask the Lee Finkies of the world, these legislators that are voting for this crazy transgender gender affirming care surgeries and all that stuff it's like what do you say to the young child that went through this because of you who regrets it at 16. it's what child abuse you can sue your parents oh, yeah. for child abuse yeah and i think suing your doctor is a no-brainer too because they they C could correct stand yes. A profit here yes yeah i mean I, I don't know if there's any liability ever for a legislator but pose that question to these politicians the judy siebergs the world that vote for this stuff what do you say to that young child who got this affirming care at six years old and then they grew up by 16 and they they regret it because what do they know at six years old? What do you say to these people? And yes, what do you say to the parents and what do you say to the doctors and can you sue them? It's a valid question. Yeah, and by the way, all. lawsuit, how oh. do you make your... Listen, if you lose your sexual reproduction ability, what's, what's the compensation that you could possibly get, yeah. right? 
you can't put a number on there. I mean, I guess it. I guess like there are like getting back to chemicals and plastics. You know, there are like certain chemicals that have literally, you know, corporations have been liable because it's sterilized uh, young children. Right. Well, testosterone levels have gone down. Like we're at the lowest point in history, and fertility problems are also at the high, the lowest point. Yeah, in history but testosterone well. levels continue to climb in our uh, control room. Control room. <laughs> Even <laughs> Dawson's making. I up was for already it. ready with that joke, Dawson, <laughs> before you did that flex there. So. Um, <laughs> there's no mistake in now deep state Dawson is uh, a man because people were wondering before you missed the uh, <laughs> That's fun. I, uh, I unmuted my mic to say you missed somebody. the uh, I comment uh, I just turned on the comments uh, base Minnesota oh I did see it I just read Where, it. now is it buried how many comments do we get I don't read the there's comments. a lot coming oh, in how about a Q&A show called the beat with Bridget would be epic <laughs> there you go I Q&A, like that idea scary but maybe She's, oh yeah she could do um Who's that girl from Daily Wire who reads the comments? I don't know. I don't but she has oh, her whole Brett show. Cooper. Brett Cooper. That's yeah, who it is. Yeah, she has the comment section. Yeah. She's actually getting a lot, a lot of traction, I think. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I've been ignoring comments. Let's go back to comments. Yeah, here. we do have a lot of um, Mike on. Let's see where Rumble says affirming care should have a statute of limitations, giving those changed rights to sue parents and/or doctors until 18. Better yet, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tucker 91 says, I say the legislators who pass these laws, whether knowingly or unknowingly knowing the harmful effects should be sued. Um, and then P. Moore says, true, but the government is telling parents that they must follow the want of the child. Yeah, yeah, and that's what these legislators are doing. They're saying that one parent, one parent, they're deciding which parent's right in this case in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So the parent in Wisconsin that wants to protect their child is wrong, and we're not going to follow the laws of Wisconsin. We're going to allow them to come here in Minnesota. It's so utterly ridiculous, and it's definitely child abuse. Some, Man. I know of a couple, I'm not going to mention names, but there are some doctors who... I don't know if that section of the bill passed, but we're, um, if you're a pediatrician, you'd be forced to give the kids That's medicine. part of the conversion therapy ban. So there right? are doctors that might leave the state like because just morally they're not going to give the, these kids the I'm medicine. not aware of that being put in the law. I don't think it was, crazy. but it was, well, no, it I was think, talked about. I think this is part of the conversion therapy ban because they classify not affirming gender as conversion therapy. Right, so you know, like if... If a, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I thought he meant like, uh, like actually providing like hormone treatment. Well, yeah. If you that. don't provide hormone treatments, you're not, you're not affirming. No, I, no, I never gender. thought of that. So, yes, so does yeah. that go through a psychiatrist then? Mm-hmm. I know um, a certain senator's wife that we may know of uh, was really hyped about this. Uh, hype's the wrong word. Why? Really it was on Facebook. This. But oh, okay. I was like, why are you like hiding the? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if nice force, there, force doctors <laughs> to do this to kids, and then would they be liable, like you said, mm-hmm. 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road for causing harm to these kids? Well, they better be, yeah. but they're not. But once again, what's the direction we're heading in? And I don't know. I'm a little scared on this one because that is the move of the Marxists is to divide us and then provide rights to a group, and it becomes the oppressed group. Mm-hmm. And so doctors then are compelled to provide certain care. Well, so, we're headed to a uh, world where it's lab-grown babies. They've already just d- done it in Japan. Apparently, they've, oh, they're man. successful. What? I mean, that's when everyone's about? not when everyone's non-binary. Do we need to do another day. fact check here? What lab-grown babies? Oh yeah, this mm-hmm. totally just don't even need human beings anymore. So we can all be equal. We'll all be equal. We'll all be non-binary. Equality, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all about equality. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a man and I am a man, by the way. My testosterone level is still pretty high. Pretty high. 
A lot of people say, a lot of, a lot of people say my testosterone levels are good. I don't say it, but a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> you know, I was watching his comments on, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say the sanctimonious. Oh my God. God, he's, he's got so much power in what he does. I don't um, think it's his best nickname. I think Meatball Ron's funnier. Yeah. He started taking to calling him Rob DeSanctus, which I think is funny. Rob. Yeah. Like the nickname has just evolved so much. But once again, Trump, silent, DeSanctus. God, I can't do it. That's why it's better than Meatball uh, Ron. Because you say this. DeSantis. What's his name DeSantis. again? DeSantis. <laughs> it worked on you. It definitely works. I can't help it now. Ron DeSantis, a fine governor, if you will. From the great state of Florida, um, he's uh, actually was speaking out against the debt ceiling increase, which is a good position for him to take. S- same with Vivek. Uh, Wait, have you guys Vivek covered DeSantis actually announcing No, it? no. So we, we did out. our last Political Junkies episode the day before he announced. He's been very good on centralized currency, by the way, or cryptocurrency. Like, he, he banned it in Florida, mm. um, this new FedNow thing. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah, we briefly discussed it. Yeah. Hey, before we sign off for today, I want to hear what you guys think we should talk about on the show. One topic that's been brought up, and I think we might talk about on on uh, Thursday, is Minnesota breaking off and becoming East East Dakota or uh, New Minnesota. Yes, we want to cover that subject. But tell us what what do you guys want us to research or to talk about? What are you interested in us uh, covering here? Um, we also have to get to Tucker's rant. We never did his Rumble rant. Oh, Ron yeah. Disaster, Tucker said that. Ron Disaster. Oh, oh, what's oh, yeah. the what's the rant? What, I remember he said, on. pull up. Let me see if I can find to it look up the Wikipedia entry for. Yeah, a... read the Wikipedia page of the First Minnesota Regiment, specifically their casualty rate and actions at Gettysburg, and compare their bravery to the cowardice of men today. Oh well, yeah. I mean, uh, over fifty percent of them died in that battle. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, uh, but they'll hold the line to the last man. Which was a great. You have to pull it up and read it. Uh, well, I don't request. know. If, is there a Wikipedia page? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna probably just have to Google it. Minnesota First Regiment. Yeah. Yeah, historic uh, part of uh, the Battle of Gettysburg. And now we have they them serving in the military. <sighs> tough guys, and I, you know, Civil War. Um, that's a tough one because what a weird part for our nation, but, and of course, left wants to get. Remember this? This was like it seems ancient ago, but it was only like. What, five, six years ago, they want to get rid of all um, Confederate generals and statues and stuff like that. Yeah. That was their big push. And then right. they solved oh, it. Yeah. And they did it, right? But, uh, you know, look at the brave men um, who stormed Normandy. Like, look at look at the heroes of World War II. If you haven't seen Band of Brothers, which is a shame if you haven't, go watch that. Those are different men. Mm-hmm. Today's world, yeah. Well, and that's what happens so. when you have unlimited prosperity you know you people get soft and i never advocate for war i never advocate for economic hardships but those are those times are what create strong men tell and us we more about strong men wearing that uh hawaiian shirt there william i'm curious what? this more is a your... very masculine shirt i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> maybe the most masculine maybe ever a lot of people say <laughs> <laughs> It's patriotic colors, at least. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, got to kick off the so. summer right. And today, a lot of people say today is the first day of summer, either yesterday or today. Well, every Minnesotan knows the first day of summer is Memorial Day. Right, right. right. Like, everyone knows that. Certainly when you go up north. I was on the North Shore. Can you? I mean, it's amazing. 
it's just amazing. Like, where were all these? These is like campers just all of a sudden came out of nowhere. And that's why I camp like I camp out of the out of the regular season. I love fall camping, and I love spring camping. And guess what, Mark? I ran into only two other backpacking, two other back. I shouldn't say four other backpackers, but there were groups of two on the SHT. Now we're on the north part of the SHT, but man, it's so nice to be in that woods alone. But after this weekend, I mean, everyone comes out, and some of you guys at home, I know, I know, you get that RV cleaned out, you're heading up north, you're grabbing those prime spots, and uh, you can deal with those bugs because I'm going to be out there in the fall. Well, I would think the Superior National Trail, you're any time of the year. I mean, not a lot of people on there. Some places, though. Really? We looked at one of uh, our favorite campsites, and there's like uh, four or five, I think it was like five vehicles at the trailhead. And I got to imagine the people that were parked at that trailhead were going to that campsite on this cool lake. So I was like, dang it. Um, well, did we, oh, we won't look up this on Wikipedia unless one of you guys found it. Um, what else we got here? Um, we have... So Dover Dan said, he was asking a question, okay, so he says, okay, like people who have way overspent and then they can't make their payments so that then they file for bankruptcy. So can the U.S. do that? If so, do we create a new currency backed by gold? Read the first part of that one again. Yeah, so he said, so basically he said, people who have way overspent and then they can't make their payments can file for bankruptcy. So can the U.S. do that? If so, um, then we create a new currency. Well... Because ba basically what bankruptcy is, is like some legal protection. So you're like, in, it's like internal legal system, right, in the United States. So what's the internal legal system overlooking the United States? It's, it's not like the international law that we follow here. I mean, can you, can you file for bankruptcy with the UN, right? So I don't know how that would work. But essentially, we, we don't become bankrupt. We become insolvent and so we pay back our creditors with less money so let's put it this way if we default on the debt i guess there's many ways you could do it because this happens also in bankruptcy proceedings right because there's a procedure and how you pay off your creditors and this is and the point i'm trying to make here is in bankruptcy the court then specifies it there's no one that could specify the united states how it's done it's going to be political but you're going to have a process with whatever assets and money you have don't let me forget this, by the way, assets. That's the other problem. Okay. We have a balance sheet problem. But you're going to have a process, and I'm imagining what's going to happen is instead of giving someone back 100% of their principal, we're going to give them back 80% of their principal. So if you gave the government $10,000 of your money, you're only going to get $8,000 back and whatever the accrued interest is. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like you're completely not going to get anything back. I mean, if they did that. Although, Mark, once again, the oppressed... The oppressed might get all their money back, but the oppressors, the right. white people, the uh, people with um, income over $200,000 that are creditors to the United States, they might actually be the ones that get a discount, or not discount, 80% back. So that might be the course they take, because it's going to be political. There's no bankruptcy, bankruptcy proceedings. There's no court that oversees the United States. So that's essentially what's going to happen is you're just going to get less of your money back. Now, once again, I already said we're already defaulting on our debt. Here's why we're defaulting on our debt. Because the money you're getting back right now is worth less money because they inflated the currency. So we're already defaulting on the debt. We're just still giving back the actual same amount plus interest, accrued interest. 
but we're not giving the same purchasing power back because your dollar buys less stuff. Did you know that? I don't, I don't know if you knew this. You don't buy as many stuff these days with the same amount of money. Right. You mentioned 6 or 7% inflation. It, it's higher with what the everyday person is buying. For, compared to a year, year and a half ago, it's, you know. Certainly well, healthcare, yeah. Well, even just a gallon of milk, right. a loaf of right. bread, a dozen eggs, gas. It, you're looking at 40, 50%. Plus, CPI takes out food and energy in their calculations. And that's what they state as inflation. So, yes, 100%. Because they, those are volatile markets, so we can't put food and energy into I mean, it. Just, so it's, it's like everything. Yeah. You, you go to the store. I I notice this kind of stuff. I check every price, and I, you go to Costco, and it's like things are two, three. To, a nine dollar item is now twelve, um, and so on, and even more when you're looking at eggs and bread and, and milk and a lot of things. Well, it's, look at cars and houses. I'm looking at houses right now, and housing prices have like doubled since like even two years ago. I think. Uh, there are no good starter homes anymore because the, av the average house price, I think, is like 400000 crazy. crazy. Is it 400000 in Minnesota? That's the average, yeah. In Minnesota or in the metro? It's got to be the metro area. Mm. The suburbs, I'm guessing, is 400000 Probably, but There's no I work way. here, so. Yeah. Dang. Unless we're doing remote work. Can, yeah. I, can I convince? I wouldn't mind moving Can up I convince more. my family to sell our house well, and live in an RV for a couple of years? <laughs> Hard to prep in an RV, Jake. Uh, actually, it's very easy to. Your bug out location is already figured out. You I just, suppose if you've got that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this. Assets and liabilities. We have a balance sheet problem. So once again, we know our liabilities right now are $31 trillion and change, right? So what are our assets, right? If we have those as liabilities, balance sheets can also have assets. You got to balance them, right? What are assets? And that's the big question. Are we just going to sell our national parks? Like when the chickens come home to roost here, what are we liquidating to pay off this money? Well, I think the United States just fails to exist at that point. Like we just fall apart as a country, as a government, and that debt never gets paid back. Yeah, I mean, possibly. And then... Think of what that does to, uh, especially the older people who are reliant on that fixed income because they're mm -hmm. buying U.S. treasuries either directly or indirectly. So they're really relying on that income. And then also uh, all of us with 401ks or other investment tools that are no longer going to get it. So, yeah, you, you have a massive problem. Banks go under. Banks who own lots of treasuries go under right away. And then they're going to take your cash, which is another reason why. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So it's a big, big problem. But what are the assets that we liquidate? And I, I got to wonder, is it do we sell real estate in Washington, D.C.? Do we sell our national parks? By the way, all that stuff alone won't account for it. Are, in the asset column of the U.S. government, is it humans? Well, yeah, gold. Is gold? No, gold, gold wouldn't solve this thing. Yeah, right? There's not enough gold there to, to solve it. So what's the other thing in the asset column? Human beings? Us? Yeah. Is that it? Are we going to be sold in some regards for this whole thing? Like, how on earth do we pay for this thing? We actually have a big balance sheet problem here. So, no, I mean, if a company goes to bankruptcy, they still have assets. They probably, let's just call it like a brick and mortar company. They still probably own property. They probably have, let's say it's a construction company. They own, you know, a bunch of equipment, right? It's not like they're worth zero. They just have more liabilities and they can't fund it. They didn't have the cash flow. So eventually they go through a liquidation. So what's the government's liquidation? What are the assets they are going to liquidate? That's a real problem. That's the scary thing. And yes, you're right, William. Possibly we end up 
ceasing to exist as a country. Certainly, we're going to cease to exist to make good on that debt. And I think there's a misconception. People think that most of the debt is held by China. China only has the majority. Look this up, Dawson. Look at who owns uh, U.S. debt. I think Coca-Cola owns a ton of it. Well, not a ton of it. I mean, Coca-Cola would own a small amount. It's not a small amount. I think they're the next biggest after China. There's $31 trillion. I mean, Coca-Cola is not even a trillion-dollar company. Most of it's domestic. The Fed owns a large, substantial amount of it. I heard China just owns the most foreign. I let know me, what I'm talking about here, William. Coca-Cola <laughs> is not a trillion-dollar company. How would they well, no, but it? it's the next biggest. Foreign investors, they might be the 29%. Biggest. U.S. government, 27%. U.S. investors. Well, no, that's the national debt. Who owns the U.S. national debt? Yeah, who owns the national debt? That's what we're saying. Well, it's, it says here 32% is owned by U.S. investors. Okay, so there you go. Domestically, 11% 32%. by the Federal Reserve. 27% by the United States government. And so, then twenty nine percent by foreign investors. Okay, so you see what I'm saying. So thirty only, only twenty nine percent are owned by foreign, and then of the foreign investors, China is the largest one. And by the way, so just think about this: China is is why, why does China own so many U.S. securities or U.S. debt? It's because they sell more stuff to us than they buy from us. So there's a trade deficit. That's a call, they call it a trade deficit. There's really not a trade deficit. Instead of us sending them goods, we send them U.S. Treasuries, and they invest their money in the U.S. Treasuries, right? Well, eventually, they're going to be like, well, we're not going to get paid back this U.S. Treasury. So what did they end up doing with that money? Uh, buy U.S. companies, right? Buy U.S. real estate. Anyone seeing this happening by Chinese investors, right? Buying our farmland. Buying farmland, buying real estate, buying pork-producing companies. Because essentially, what good is it for them just to hold on – the U.S. Treasuries, they eventually want to buy stuff, you know. I don't want to just hold on to U.S. dollars to hold on to U.S. dollars. It's got to go to stuff. I'm getting long-winded here. Let's finish out with comments. Did anyone comment on what they want to hear us cover as a topic? I'm guessing everyone's going to want to hear oh. us talk about East Dakota. I actually don't know if anybody answered that question. I didn't see them coming in. Um, but on YouTube, Epic C.J. Williams uh, came back to that bill he was referring to said it was hf 1960 um but he said in the house it classifies it as critical infrastructure they argue it will help us get government finding or funding i'm guessing did you say quickly. uh 1960 HF? yeah and i looked it up and it looks like it passed the house but not the senate it only has a second reading in the senate well here's the problem is did it get added into yeah, a uh, omnibus bill yeah oh weird nash is on this I have to look into this a little bit more. Uh, Bonner, Nash. Oh, Elkins. it passed 122 to zero in the House. Jeez. Yeah, I'm sure it ended up in an omnibus bill. And then it does something about emergency powers. Yeah, basically allowing them to use funds. I see emergency relating to emergency management. Let's see if it does something to Chapter 12. Chapter 12. I'm not seeing any reference to Chapter 12 here. Uh, well, I have to look into this more, but yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not aware of something here. Oh wait, go, oh, I went right to it. Governor's powers to fast provide emergency aid. So it 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 adds something into a section that's already in law. Enter into con so the governor can enter into contracts and incur obligations necessary to combat the disaster 
by protecting the health and safety of persons, the safety of property, and then they add, and the safety of the state's information and telecommunication technology infrastructure systems or services. I guess I gotta wrap my head around why that would be a huge, oh, you know what, if I go above this, okay, here we go, this is what he's referring to. Declaration of peacetime emergency. The governor may declare peacetime emergency. A peacetime declaration of emergency may be declared only when any of the following endangers life and property and local government resources are inadequate to handle the situations. And already in law is an act of nature, a technological failure or malfunction, a terrorist incident. They add a cyber attack, including a physical or electronic attack on the state's information, telecommunication, technology, infrastructure, systems, or services. And then um, industrial accident, hazardous materials, or civil disturbance. And they actually cross out something. Where a, oh, this is interesting. A civil disturbance that crosses out endangers life and property and local government resources are inadequate to handle the situation. Were we not tracking this? This is the first time hearing about it. I think we did come across this earlier. Um, but it did not pass the Senate. See, that is an issue, and it's interesting it passed 122 to 0. So Republicans are like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Let's add more reasons. Um, I could go on a whole show about why Republicans in general are bad on emergency powers. We fought against these guys all the time on the Never Again Bill. They were against the Never Again Bill. Like, hey, how about you don't let a governor just declare an emergency? Now, did you guys hear in any of those seven anything that said uh, pandemic or virus? It's not in there. They took the act of nature as if that was the reason. But act of nature means like a hurricane or not hurricane. Well, by definition, but. COVID was not a natural disaster. Right. <laughs> they started the grand it conspiracy is so that it fits into the mercy powers of Minnesota. Right? right. We can't let the origins be known. So technically, the governor never had the right to call that emergency in the first place. The other thing is um, they get rid of in here that endangers life and property and local government resources are inadequate to handle the situation. Very interesting. So now the governor can call, essentially what this thing does, this is actually what I find to be the most concerning. The governor can declare a peacetime emergency if there's a civil disturbance. What the hell does that mean? Two people? Like, I mean, that'd be ridiculous, the politics of it, but essentially they got rid of everything that would prohibit him from calling a you know, an emergency for something very small. Mm -hmm. Like five people made in the state capitol when they shut it down. And it's an insurrection. That's a civil disturbance. We can call uh, emergency powers. Once again, I don't know how concerned I get about this nowadays because as we just alluded to, he'll call an emergency powers anyway. He didn't. He couldn't do it during COVID, but they did it. And the courts said, oh, yeah, that's fine. So the whole system's really messed up when it comes to emergency powers. Who was that? K-Wall that found that? Um, Epic, C.J. Williams. Thanks for bringing that up. We'll get on top of that. That was a really good find. And then Dover Dan says, who do we really owe the money to? Do other countries come in and take over our land? Well, I think that's the question. It's like, what are the assets? You know, if, if you're, um, so, you know, obviously, as we alluded to in the bankruptcy proceeding, the courts then come in and say, well, you actually owe money and creditors are the top of the line. The shareholders are the, the last of the line, right? So the creditors have high priority, and so you have to liquidate assets. 
I guess if you didn't liquidate assets, then the creditors just walk away with like equipment or something that the that the company gives up, you know. But what are the assets that the United States has? And so, yeah, fair point. Does China get to come over and say, well, Yellowstone's ours now? Obviously, that would probably lead to war, but... That's um, the thing. Is our mil- we still have our military. Right. It's just what happens to the world economy then and what truly happens to it, the value of our currency. and. But think about this, Mark. China goes, oh, so we don't get Yellowstone. Well, then we'll take the Everglades. I don't know. I mean, why, why would they want the Everglades? That's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're more likely to go to war yeah. before we forfeit anything. I think. But this is the point I'm trying to make, William, yeah. is we say, no, you don't get any of that stuff. They go, but you're not paying us back. So what do they do then? They go to war. So yeah. they come and take, we go to war, and if we don't pay, they go to war against us. You see how politicians have completely screwed us over? Like, what is the great, what's the scenario that comes out of this thing that's good? So I've talked way too much here. We rambled on almost two hours. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we do appreciate your comments um, and rumble rants. Before you go, oh, really okay. quick, some people were saying about, because you asked what they want to hear about um, on the next show, but someone in the base Minnesota says, great to see Mark. Him, Mortensen, Walter Hudson, and Harry Nisco are my favorite representatives. So, like, and I think it's the same. I don't know if based in Minnesota is the same person over here on YouTube. But James Roberts said, more night streams. The recent one with Mort was great. Mm-hmm. And then. Thank you. That uh, was I actually ran into Mort. He was up at his cabin. I was up by, by his area. <laughs> so, Napkinator says, I would like to see some info on citizens moving out of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah I think that's what we'll talk about on Thursday. I think so. We can be ready to talk about that by Thursday. Yeah. Well, the the problem is, William, what other stories come up by Thursday? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We never know. So I think that's what we'll plan on talking about Thursday is a new Minnesota. How do you actually leave this Minnesota and form something new? Because, you know, quite frankly, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I asked Howard Root if he'd come on the show and talk about his uh, column in um, the Star Tribune. And he responds back, no, I've given up on Minnesota. I'm done. It's like. Well, I know that's the name of your article, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you have done some media on it, Howard. Jeez. So uh, anyhow, uh, he chickened out. He didn't want to come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Howard's actually a pretty tough guy. Like that guy took on the, the Obama Justice Department. So I don't think that guy shied away from it. But it's a valid question. And I get this every week. It's almost a daily basis. Now, I left Minnesota, and I don't blame these people, by the way. But there's a lot of us that really can't leave Minnesota. It's not easy for us to leave Minnesota. But Minnesota's gone so bad down the wrong road. It's like, can we carve out the metro area and just make us a new Minnesota? So I want to get into that subject. I know a lot of people want us to talk about that. The, the metro area, except for my house. Include that in the, in the new well, Minnesota. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. you got to carve out a little bit of Washington County, right? Right. Right, uh, Mark? Lake um, <laughs> Elmo is in the greater Minnesota. I mean, if that could really happen, I don't know. Navigator's question almost seems like he's asking if we have like, I don't know. I read it as like, is there any data on like numbers of people? Citizens in the yes, there is. The IRS yeah. releases it. Uh, yeah. We could. I, I wish I could pull this up on the fly. I don't know. Uh, there actually, of all publications, the Minnesota Reformer just put out an article. I don't remember all the details. Minnesota did gain some people, but way less than the forecasted. Yeah, Tietwall's new, I think. Um, there's we're losing people, mostly conservatives. Liberals are moving here. It's the political yeah. climate, you know. So it's becoming more and more liberal every single day. Well, there's a um, it's migration data. Okay, I just found it. Um, 
We'll talk about this and we'll close out the show here. I'm going to send this to you, Dawson, in the show thread. Did he, is, he, is he cursing? I think he's angry. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I don't, I don't see why you want to stop now. Let's go for another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think this is something we should talk about on Thursday? If that's going to be the that theme what, of isn't Thursday's Isn't that literally episode? what the show is going to be about? Uh, well, too bad. I'm on the topic now. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna be courteous. I'll give it three minutes. That's it. Okay, and then we'll shut down the show. Where did you put it? Uh, cell B eight. B eight. Bingo. Wouldn't that be funny? We should play bingo on this uh, that would show. That'd be fun. The bingo. Um, this is the. It's called migration data. IRS publishes it. This is uh, data as of 2021. Would be the the. Most recent one that they have. Um, I posted in here and then I deleted it. Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that on my screen. Um, so if you look, uh, you can find um, data by individual state. So you see on the bottom, you'll see Minnesota, and it pulls up a well, it pulls up a spreadsheet. I don't know if you can do that. It, oh, it does show up. Okay, perfect. You got to zoom in quite a bit there, Dawson. And what it does is it shows. Um, state inflow and state outflow. There's four tabs on the bottom, and they even go into county, okay? But you can find where, um, where so go to the tab that says state outflow, and that's going to show how many people are leaving and where they're going. So here it shows Minnesota um, outflow to another state in 2021 was um, 58,000, this is E8, was 58,258. That's 58,258 returns. I'm imagining that's like probably a factor 1.6 or something like that because most of those are gonna be couples uh, filing jointly. So, so just because it says return, it doesn't mean the person. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Right next to it, number of individuals. And I was pretty close, one, probably a factor 1.6. So 98,470 people left Minnesota, and they took with them, and this is column G uh, in row 8, they took with them five, and I think that's in thousands. So that's $5 billion in adjusted gross income. You see that? Okay, yeah, you got it highlighted. Now go back to the state inflow. And you'll see in column F8, uh, only 82,396 people came to Minnesota from a different state. So we had a net export. There's more people that left. But more importantly, who left? And the, the row uh, or the column next to it, $3.448 billion in adjusted gross income um, came into the state. So in other words, we had roughly, we lost $1.5 billion in adjusted gross income, or b just lack of better terms, $1.5 billion worth of p income people were earning left our state of Minnesota. That's a lot. And that was two years ago. I imagine 2022 was even worse. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Those are the numbers according to IRS data, because obviously the IRS gets filers and they know which states people move to and then it actually breaks it down if you go real back go back to that real quick and maybe we could talk about that on the program you can see where the majority of them went 
And you can see here, if you go to the outflow tab um, on the bottom, it's amazing how quick Dawson is. He's never looked at this document before and he's just on the fly. But if you look at F12, uh, the majority of individuals go to Wisconsin. Makes sense, right? Culture is the same and it's right across the border. So that's 13,922. The next one is Florida, which makes sense to all of us that kind of are in the know, but it doesn't make sense. You know, if you, if you don't live here, you'd be like, wait, they, that many people left that far away? Um, but more importantly, the total income of people is only 639 million that went to Wisconsin. 941 million went to Florida. So in other words, what I'm reading in that is higher income earners went to Florida over Wisconsin. Not shocking to anyone here, right? We all understand it, but the data actually shows that that's what's happening. And then, of course, you got to compare that to the inflows because obviously we're getting people from Wisconsin coming here and Florida. But then if you look at the income levels, it's it's a far different picture. We're not we're not importing a bunch of business owners from Florida. I'll just put it that way. We are exporting a lot of them to Florida. So fascinating question. Maybe we'll dig into it. It's more actually very ironic. My wife just sent me a realtor.com for Wisconsin. She, it's like it, if interest rates weren't so high, we'd we'd have already moved. And I think that's the case for thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that after the show. That's a good topic. All right. We, Epic C.J. Williams, and this is like a Minnesota goodbye. Yeah. yeah well, that was the name <laughs> of the title, wasn't it? Goodbye Minnesota <laughs> or something like that. So. I think he's saying yeah, he's how saying long we're going. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about how Monson did bring up a bill in what 2021 to to give counties the the opportunity. There you go. Maybe we could have Munson on the show to talk about that. All right, that would be a fun one. Thank you. All right, Dawson's got to go get his protein fix. You know, he's got to do it's my rough. show. He's got to eat between. Oh yeah, you got to show yeah. too. Oh, wow. gotta, yeah, I got it. I got it. That's why he's like, get out of here. You see, he gets so grumpy. He gets so hungry. He gets grumpy. That's okay. But to be fair, I'm that's like the too. studio manager. That's like half of my job is to be grouchy with people. Oh, it's yeah. to be what? It's to be grouchy with people that aren't on schedule. It's, yeah, but we're live. Normal. This is not good, Dawson. Yeah. Everyone it's gets a hang. to see it now. It's a hang. <laughs> they see. They see. <laughs> it's my good fault. One, I know. Whenever <laughs> something goes wrong. Casual hang. hang. It's my fault, it's I guess, here. Oh, you see uh, the abusive relationship I have with Dawson. It's unfair. And by the way, he's calling all the shots. Deep State Dawson. We don't know who he works for. We think the CIA. They have no CIA idea. He just randomly showed up one day. By the way, guess who's not going to be hurt by these uh, budget cuts? CIA, because they have their own budget. We They raise their own money. It's secret. Not not giving it to Congress. They'll be just fine. We should dive into that topic right now. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> we got time. Well, okay. Let's uh, pull up. Okay. All right. We're done. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Take care.